Welcome to this week's episode of the Record Report Podcast. My name is Ahmad. And I'm Vance B. Uh, and this week we had a lot of fun uh, going back, visiting Dom Kennedy's second album, Get Home Safely. Yeah. Subway on my dinner plate Every single night in the booth I'm eating dinner late On the 101 windows down Let it ventilate We don't be kissing in the mouth Get it right And Get Home Safely is just the story of a kid that You know, did all of that He went around the world You know what I'm saying He, he met some people he wanted to meet He did some things he set out to do But, you, but it's like you got you got to come back home. You know what I'm saying? For 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 to do all of that, you realize like it's a, it's a circle. I tell her calm down. You don't know what you're doing. Party every night and your life is gonna be ruined. Maybe just your stockings. You got everybody on. Told me turn down for what? You know I'm trying to get straight to it. I had in the bun. Yeah, that's that stage. She like Mr. C's. I'd rather fuck with Mickey D's. Cause the hour in the restaurant really ain't my speed. Trying to finish school early, want to go straight to the league. Heard about the go yard store that's overseas. With the royal blue wallet, I could get you what you need. Don't do that. OPM thought you knew that. Circling LAX, she texting me like, where you at? Tell her I'm on the way with bags, hugs, chocolates, iPad, couple magazines, all kind of shit. Might fall asleep on you though, no promises. Ask me what my real name was, told the Dominic. Uh, welcome back, welcome back. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what would, uh, what's your early impressions? on an album before we start like naming our tracks how's your right. like so i remember first hearing this back in 2013 right after graduating and um i was excited for this album because this was a follow-up to uh the yellow album yes it was great album. like the yellow album was already hard there were still things i was listening to dom was on a really like he was on his, his probably the peak of his like career I would say, even though he's making a silent return. But like, this was when like, he was definitely popping on blogs. Like he would always show up on Two Dope Boys or Irruts or blogs of that matter. And he always came out with dope ass music. And this was at the time it was the Dat Piff scene. So every single project he had, had that Dat Piff official on it. And this album was probably his first one that not only was released specifically through, um, Apple Music and in some cases YouTube now, but then 
this was also the time that he uh he did that Best Buy deal. Now you mentioned Best Buy. Did you and Best yeah. Buy have like a partnership? Cause I it's... um nah, they just bought directly from us, as if they would. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really a partnership at all. It was just that you know we got the opportunity to meet with with one of the buyers from Best Buy and and, and bring her up to speed about what we was doing. You know what I'm saying? And, and fill her in. She was with it. You know what I'm saying? She she understood. You know that where the market is and where the world is at right now, and that it's people that will actually come to our stores and buy these albums. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's not distributed by a major label. So they just bought them off of us, just like if we was standing outside, and they was like, let us get ten thousand of those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let us put them in the stores. You know? So that's kind of how it works. That's that's so true, man. And plus, he was one of the few rappers at that time who was like real independent. You know how back then people was like, "I'm independent," but really they were signed to a label, but they didn't announce it. And the label would like finance their mixtape, and then the mixtape would come out, and then they would announce they signed a deal. And you'd be like, "How does person get have a mixtape and got a whole tour already planned out?" When all actuality, you find out they really been signed to a label. Yep. But Dom was like fully, fully, fully independent and something that he was prideful of. And it made you like as a fan, it made you um want to ride a little bit harder and appreciate him a little bit more. Uh like you said, the album was dropped um October uh 15, 2013. Had production from DJ Mustard, DJ Khalil, mostly done by the futuristics. Um, and some in-house stuff from like Drew Bird and uh, Tori Noka. Um, he had production, he had features from Nipsey Hussle, uh, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, Crime Dine, T-Fly, and Scheme. I was a big fan of Scheme back in the mm. day on a blog. I really did like Scheme. Yeah. Um, and with that, man, let's just jump into your, uh, your five. It's just us. So what's your first one? All right. My first one has to be the first song. The uh, <laughs> friends. My God. My God! First of all, remember we were talking. We had a conversation about Kanye. Well, we did the first episode of Kanye was late registration, and I mentioned uh, the song. Uh, was it "Lift Yourself" by Amnesty? Well, it was originally produced by Kanye, but it samples "Lift Yourself" by Amnesty. So this song actually samples another song from Amnesty, and that shit is hard. It's it's actually called. Hold on, let me see. We we have love, and my God, like I I knew something was very familiar with with this with this song, like with the beat of the song. But when man, when that when that da, 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 came in, I was like, oh, this is hard. And then the way that Dom just comes in with like the wavy type of vibes with his uh, with this beat, it, it's. Turned off and he ran yeah. A few seconds later I heard Bam, bam, 
shit like that is the norm where I'm at Niggas ain't got a chance when they born where I'm at A whole lot of weed is getting torn where I'm at I talk about hoes cause they be on us like that Nigga, I say I talk about hoes cause they be on us like that It's just, it's such a good intro, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's such a good way to enter it. Now, I'm not going to say it's like the best. Like, I'm not going to size it up in that matter. But when it comes to being like a solid intro to introduce you to this song, especially after the fact that this released, this released, um, you know, following, you know, the, uh, the Yellow album, I think this was a good start, you know, especially in a good follow up to what he was trying to, to provide to the country when it comes to, you know, his sound. He always had like those type of like cognac flows to his vibe, but you could kind of feel that he had a sense of confidence coming in. And like, you kind of see how that confidence ride throughout this entire project, even though he's mentioning different situations. So I would say to, to just begin with this whole episode, we might as well give love to the intro track. Because that that that's what really kicked everything off. Yeah, I think the intro was really good, man. It was a great way to come into it. And um, what I was reading one one thing I like about doing this podcast is the fact that we can like research stuff like they was in because interview at the time. Because normally people don't promo roll; it's before the album, so it's really hard to like listen to it after the formal run, but now that we can do this, now we can like go back and like read stuff and listen to stuff. So one of the things that he said he wanted to do different with this album was he wanted more live instrumentation. So that's why he had the futuristics and they was doing like, you know, it was some guitars you were hearing, some live drums and some piano. Like he was really big on like stepping up that level of his production. And I think on Let's Be Friends, as soon as it comes in, it's like, it's hard hitting like, like as soon as it comes on it's like it's hitting you like there and I, I was really um something that was really good for Dom and uh, one thing else that he really really said that I was like in honor and never really thought about it he was like um he wanted to sound like California but he didn't want to sound like G-Funk because G-Funk mm. was you know that's what you people assume assimilate with that's the sound of California Snoop Quick people like that. And he said, I wanted to sound like California, but like my version of what I think that is today. And he said, um, you know, with Yellow Album is when he figured it out, but this is when he tried to take it to the next album. So Yellow Album was still like samples and like digital stuff, but this one was like that sound, but with live instruments. And I thought that was really dope. And Let's Be Friends is like the gateway that he brings you into his, uh, I think someone called him like uh, Everyday Man Reps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get getting ready for the party reps. That's what I like about Dom. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I, I really did like this album. Yeah, I love how it came on. Um, um, I love that. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of two verses, getting your point and getting out. He really said that, and I mean, he's like, I don't want to gas up Dom, make it seem like he's coming with a lyrical dexterity we've never seen before, because that's not it. But he mm-hmm. does bring like. A level of like his reality, his authenticity of what life is. He's not rapping about, he doesn't rap about six fours. He raps about like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to highlight some girls, trying to get some money, trying to hang with the homies, da da da. And I, I think that's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with 
his him rapping like that, and I'm happy that that is his approach because you can kind of relate to it. I can't relate to um, always trying to shoot somebody, <laughs> just trying to find another way to say it. But I get tired of. I won't say this for the end. I'm gonna bring it up again. But another thing Dom said was like I was one of the first people to come out of L.A. in that era that I wasn't gang affiliated, and he was really trying to like. People was telling him like you can't come out of LA if you're not tied to some game. Yeah. Um, so I was um, one thing I like about Don was he kind of stood on his own. Like you know Nipsey had the Crips and you know Game and Kendrick was co-signed by TDE and all those other people. But I think Dom's ability to come out with like, well, I mean I'm cool with you, I'm cool with all them, but I'm not them and I'm original. Yeah. Uh, I think Last Friends was the best way to introduce the album um, and his fly uh, uh hanging out chilling with the homies raps yeah i like how what you said about how he doesn't want to mainly rap about like shooting and things like that because he includes the rough environment that he lives in around his music but he includes stories of like like his ambitions or like what he wants and also love like that's one thing i definitely picked up from dom kennedy over the years like I always associated him with like summer music. Like his shit would be the thing that I would I will play, you know, out the car if I'm going to a party, pool party, things like that. Or if I'm DJing in some cases. But like taking a ride through this album, it kind of showed me like how Love Songs was actually something that he specialized in, but it didn't get as much respect compared to the cold raps that he did. Cause he was he was a cold rapper and he had an off. He had an off-pitch type of style that a lot of people, you know, some in some cases don't like, or in some cases do like. But um, he 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 created his own type of um, aesthetic for himself that works so well, and is only something that works with OPM and nothing else. And I think the fact that he did come out of LA without being affiliated with any gangs, shit, man, that's that's something very rare. Also, at the time, he was an old rapper. Was yeah, he like I heard that he was like an older rapper at the time. I'm only 36. Oh, he's 36 right now. So, how how old was he seven years ago? He was about the same age as everybody, like 27. Oh, okay. No, he's like 28, 28, something like that. But I guess that was older because a lot of no, he was about the same age because Freddie Gibbs older than him, 1984. Yeah. yeah. All right, so he but he but no, he was old. He was older than most of those guys. But I think him and Nick was probably around the same age. Him and okay. Gil. It was like a it was like a group of guys who was a little bit older than everybody else. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um my heart my so my next song was uh Black Bentley's. Mm. Um I love the beat. Um I, I I love um I love what he's saying in the song. The song is in essence like, you know, this is a point where he's got some success in hip hop. Yellow album was a big album for him that really like I'm still mad it's not on streaming, but I gotta save it on my phone so I can still play it. Is that on streaming uh, yet? Nope, not on streaming. I don't think he's gonna put it on there. I think a certain samples he can't clear, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I played so I played everything from that I could find. I played from West Side with Love One. I played. Uh, I, I don't have twenty four hours no more. I used to have on my old computer. Future Sex, Drug Sounds. Um, I have like a bunch of joints leading up to this because I just want to be able to see like what was Dom's growth point. Because uh, this was clearly, like you said, twenty thirteen was his big year. 
Yeah. I think it took two years off after that. So, yeah. you know, kind of, and whatever. Yeah. But this is, this, this is when Yellow Album was big. It had Rick Ross on it. It had Kendrick on it. Was Kendrick on that one? Was, we too, yeah. It was yeah, Yellow Yeah, We Ball. We Ball was yeah. on that. It's my joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it confused. But that's when he hit, like, his, you know, 2012, 23, when he really, like, boom. Um, and I think Black Bentley's was, like, Dom was always, like, retrospective. And like saying, like, you know, putting like a little bit of street consciousness, a little bit of black. And he was always big on ownership. Um, and I just I just love black Bentley's man. They say they love hip hop. Niggas not speaking brilliant. Plot my next two albums, they gon' make me each a million. I just want the bad hoes, and I wanna reach the children. Take all my royalties and go and buy a pizza building. I didn't do my homework, still watch Rap City. Seeing y'all niggas ride around in the black Bentley's. Ten years later, I'm like, damn, how niggas broke. Then wanna try to hate on me, I'm like, nigga, no. Never fall in love with the game, I might eat and go. Just take a nigga to the store when my end is low. It's the song that if you if you it motivates you, want to go a little harder. And in, in the song, he's kind of like telling about like the transition from becoming a nobody in your rap, figuring out and like getting a little success, and how it changed um, how it changed him in essence. So um, I, I love Black Bentley's. Yeah. Man, that beat is classic. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's just, it's just that's wine sitting in music right there, man. I always like the fact that like Don Kennedy doesn't have to rely on like bangers to to for him to kind of give off like a certain kind of rap. You know what I'm saying? Like that's mm-hmm. something that I always was able to kind of respect about him. He wasn't like the type of rappers that was going to give you bass. Sure, he could hop on a song like that. That's not really his ego. That's not really his steeds. He kind of knows how to hold himself. And this was kind of like the production that I say was perfect for him because it was classy, but it was still something that he kind of had to spit off of and 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 own in order for it to be a classic beat. I didn't know that. I didn't know that message behind it though. Cause most of the time, oh, like yeah. Dom's yeah. music, like Dom's lyrics are like simple, but in they're right in front of you. But either they paint a picture or they go over your head until you continuously come back to it. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that's a great point. I think, you know, Nipsey got a lot of credit for, you know, putting, you know, that ownership in his rhymes, which he always did. But I feel like Dom was doing the same thing. And um, I think that's why Rick Ross rocked with him so hard. I think it was why him and Nip was so close because, you know, they was big on not depending on rap money to be successful, which allowed him to be more creative, more independent. One thing Dom said in his interview was, you know, he was able to invest his money in the businesses and that allowed him to make better music decisions and not have to force himself and sign a contract and make music that he wasn't happy with. It came like even on Black Belly is the part where he's like, um, uh, the second verse, he's like, uh, OPM for life. Yeah, niggas know, gave a lot of music out for free instead of being sold. Um, but down, but deep down in my heart, man, that shit is gold. You know what I'm saying? He giving out free mixtapes, but you know, I'm, I'm giving you a part of my soul. Like, it was pretty dope. And then one part, he was like, niggas couldn't tell me back then I wasn't big or whole. Now they making songs with no soul, just to bathe in gold. And I mm. think, um, you know what I'm saying? I think the the verse is like, even on the, the hook, the last hook before it goes off, he says, um, take all my royalties, go and buy a piece of building. I didn't do my homework, still rush rap cities. See young niggas riding around in a black Bentleys. Ten years later, I'm like, damn, how these niggas broke. 
And because then so he was talking like, you know, these uh this is another time when blog era was big, so everybody was taking a quick check and everybody was, you know, signing, yeah. but they wasn't like handling that business. And I, I I've always appreciated Dom and his um like I said, what we credit Nipsey for, like that independence, that common thing. He I mean he never you never had you know, certain things Nipsey hit like on a commercial level, but I feel like that message is, is very similar. But even then, like, I think Don was appreciated more at the time than hit Nipsey because isn't Nipsey came out with Crenshaw in 2014, right? Uh, yes. Because Marathon, right, so, Marathon came out in 2011. Okay. And then, uh, uh, Crenshaw can't because like Crenshaw was the uh the hundred dollar mixtape. Mm-hmm. That was the first one, yeah. Yeah. So like at the time, like Dom, I remember like a lot of blogs covering the fact that like Dom was releasing his stuff originally, you know, out of you know, out of his back seat in that kind of fashion. Not quite literally, possibly quite literally, but not quite literally. But like he was still doing his own distribution thing. And then the best buy deal was probably like one of the the biggest headlines in the in the blog scene at the time because it was unheard of. This I think this was also around the time where TDE just started establishing like their their reign over hip hop. But even at this time, I don't think we necessarily knew how their distribution deal would play out. I think now we know from the success that they've had and how they've been able to kind of manage artists like Kendrick and then also Art Reason and Lance Skywalker. And then when you look at the independent side, people like I have sold. But at the time, you didn't really know much about TDE. They were still kind of proving their grounds when, yeah. when Get Home Safely came out. So when Dom was on this street, this was like he was he was a pioneer in some of the, you know, in some cases. And he was doing things that a lot of people wasn't really expecting. But sooner or later, they found their own way to carve their own business path out. And I think Dom was one of the first person people to actually do it with this album, which is which is special. I'm trying to think, though. Wasn't uh, didn't the uh, Kid City drop before 2013? It, it did. And also Crenshaw dropped in 2013. So correction. Oh, which was you? I think it's just 2013. Um, October 8th. Oh man, I was thinking something else. I know 2010 is when the marathon dropped. Okay, okay. I know I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was my favorite album that year. Yeah, I remember he just, he dropped that on um he dropped that on that pit. Yeah, and then um and then uh TMC dropped a year a month, uh, year later, somewhere around the same time. What's uh what's your next song? My next song is Honey Buns, both the interlude and and Yo, song. This God. was on mine. This was on mine. This was on mine. I'm happy you okay, picked well, it. Okay, you you go first then. You go first. Tell me. No, nah, it's you. You picked it. I, I like that song. You go ahead. All right. Well, first things first. That beat is cold as hell. Sampled by many. Oh well, it, the sample is Mini Ripperson. Um. Damn. Can't find the can't find the name of it. But it is a Mini Ripperson sample. The the beat is cold. That's the whole reason why I'm interested in it. Um. Because they change when you listen to the original sample. It's it's a very very uh, how should I say lullaby like slow jam. Like you know, it's a mini Ripperton slow jam with her ah, all that yeah and all that singing and shit like that. But the way they switch it up, oh my god! They they just cut the beginning 
and then nudge it a little bit. So like it just keep going into that loop and they change what is essentially a beautiful love song into the most gangster shit from Cali possible. <laughs> and it, it the, 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 the way that they kind of bring you in from the interlude directly into the song with all of these rappers about to jump in on well, Dom and, um, What's uh Kronda, Kronda. That's my man. Kronda. Strong arm steady. Yes, sir. Yes, and strong arm steady. I got some against uh, well, not against them, but he 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 he's also a good rapper. But there's another song that I'm in, I'm gonna mention them on. But like to have those three rappers come in, it felt like you were you were coming in on like a dice game or like mm. you're playing dominoes and they about to just like rap and go off that shit. And then the the, the way that the um strong arm steady bounces off of his own self. Yeah, nigga, honey buns, and it happened to be the title. Oh shit, that, that was a good way to end it, bro. Yeah, this 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 is my shit, man. And it's just yeah. like fly raps throughout the whole jump. And uh, strong arm steady's voice is so sick. Yeah, this is this is a standout on the on the album. Frank Drevin, the phony police, not the homie Kevin. Just rode a seven, black Chevy Revin. Yeah, I'm riding dirty, weed and my weapon. Niggas mad cause I'm going with a hoe head. Slumped on the block, not learning your lesson. My profession, stay finessing. Fresher than them other rappers, look how they dressing. Sit your gully to the store and roll another one. Okay. For a big bag of ice and some bubble gum. Okay. She calling me a nigga cause she wanted one. And you softer than a hundred pack of honey buns. Black Benz, Black K, honey drum. Damn, honey buns? Yeah, nigga, honey buns. Lyrically, I'm untouchable. Yeah, I'm with your whole ten toes blunted in a 600 Benz. Yeah, y'all niggas don't want. Yeah, uh, I agree, man. Um, you know what's crazy? I didn't even notice it was a mini Ripperton sample. Because I was thinking about the Black, uh, the Black Star song. Knowledge mm-hmm. Yourself, which I really, really like. I thought they sampled Knowledge Yourself, but they really sampled the Mini Ripper the joint. So I was like, I was like, it's cool how they flipped that Black Star beat whole time. I didn't realize that it's not even the Black Star beat. They sampled the original joint. That was really cool. I'm yeah. glad you said that. I didn't put two and two together. This whole time I'm thinking like, man, they really did flip that uh, Talib and Mostaf song. Yeah. But um, like you said, man, it's, it's nothing crazy. It, it does feel like it's two people outside playing dominoes. Like you said, it's just, it's just, you know, 
Dom has uh, his own way of like spitting bars. He's not trying to like get all philosophical. It's more like uh, it's humorous. It's fun. It's like this two homies just ripping up, talking to each other. <laughs> He's trying to ball like Jalen Rose, go go by crazy rolls, crazy holes, eye contact, yeah, yeah. and baby chose. I didn't know her who I was, nigga. Baby yeah. knows. I'm like what? Yeah. It was just fun, man. <laughs> like it was just fun. Like he was even laughing during a verse, and I like that's cool. And I think yeah, you know yeah. Dom has his own way of getting lyrical, um, and I feel like this was his opportunity to just rap. He's not. He's not. You know get deep he's not talking about the thing he just talked about in black bentley he's just having fun rapping yeah. and i think this the sample before this the the interlude leading into this was a perfect segue um, perfect. and then uh cron came on with a great verse i always like strong arm steady i remember they was on uh i found about them with two dope boys strong arm steady was yeah. cool i like cron mitchie slick field agony the whole group you know they was mm-hmm. underground guys uh he did a he had a great verse though yeah, I said 11, Fink Drummond, the phony police, not the homie Kevin. I was like, yo, <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, man, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed this verse. It's just a fun song, man. And I, and I think that goes into the the person that Dom is. Like, like man, he just, I want to also have a good time when I'm making my rap. Like, this is not like, he ain't talking about, you know, women in a crazy way. He just talking about yeah. talking to the, like, us two shooting this shit together, chilling out. And yeah. I think that's important to have on a on an album as well, man. Especially when you got mm. other deep topics throughout the joint. So I, I love this song. I'm glad mm. you picked it because it definitely was one of mine. So hard, man. Like the uh hold on. There's one lyric off of that joint that was like it always made me laugh for some reason. She wanted to rip the tag on it. I got dressed on an opium shirt with my dad. With my on dad it. on it. I was like, yo. <laughs> I love that, yo. I really did like that. I was sitting there in the song looking at the on the car early. I'm like, yo, the OPM shirt. Sure. Dad on it. Yeah, then I yeah, hit yeah. Crenshaw. Then I saw Kim. Oh shit. Like it's just all oh, the way that he just segmented to it. And then he gets into the conversation with the girl. And the girl, like, you you niggas are scandalous. Cause I'm from Los Angeles. I know how to yeah. handle shit. Like that shit hard, bro. Like, like the way that he just kind of just flowed off of this shit. It, it kind of felt like a car just coming around corners so fucking smoothly and so all black and polished shit. He just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, he just managed to, I don't know. The way I see rap is like, like it's like it's like sports to me. Like I used to be an athlete, so the way that like he was able to kind of maneuver through the beat was just so fucking cold. And like you said, strong or steady came in with his own vibes, sounding like a black man, like a, a cold-ass gangster from 1986 from fucking L.A. and shit, man. You know what I'm saying? And he was mm-hmm. like, he was softer than a hundred pack of honey buns. <laughs> black beans, black K, hundred drums. Damn, honey buns? Yeah, nigga, honey buns. And then just come right back in with the cars? Oh, God. Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah. I, thought, I like that song, man. That's a, it's just a fun song, and it's not like a it's not a corny fun song. It's like, like I said, kicking up the homies fun song. I yeah. man, I, I like joints like that. Um, Surprisingly enough, this got in this got playing this got playing the clubs. Like I was DJing it a couple oh, of yeah, times. Oh yeah, It's a great sample too. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, my next joint uh, is a little bit more serious. <laughs> uh, after school. After um, school. Yeah, after school. Um, 
throughout the whole album, essentially, Dom is really good at telling California, like his stories. Yeah. And one of the interviews he said I was reading, he said, um, you know, a lot of times people make documentaries about like where we grow up and I try to use my songs as documentaries. So I can see him getting up early, getting dressed, throwing the Dom Kennedy shirt with his dad on it and going outside. You know what I'm saying? I can see him on the mall and outside and see the girl. I think he doesn't get enough credit for, it's not like I'm telling creative stories, but I'm like documenting my, my, it's like a a vlog. I'm surprised he's never made an album where he was telling the story of like every day. But in essence, a lot of his albums are just him telling like, I went to this house party. This is what happened. Like, I'm chilling with the homies. Da, 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 da. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and this particular song is called After School. And he just talks about... You know what I'm saying? Um, lost a lot. I, I saw a lot, you know, through music, but I lost a lot. Figured out what's important to me. You know what I'm saying? When I say I lost a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? That was dear to me. This year, I lost one of my uh, good friends, Philip Johnson, who's like my first best friend, you know, back in the day. And just, you know, it's kind of just like a dedication to all of those people, man. Mm-hmm. All the people that I grew up with, really, that's no longer here with me. Um, those are people that I feel like really know me, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I got into music to tell a, a story, a real story, like to document real people's lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And as young people, I look back on our lives and, and growing up in L.A. and That's really all our goal was, you know, thinking about it now. That's really all we wanted to do. That's that's what our prayers was. That's what we got up, you know. We just we we was just trying to make it home. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. If I make it to heaven, I hope they still drinking, bro. I hope I get to see Nick. Me and him have a few. Talk about 96. The shit that y'all never knew. When we was still in polo. Then wear it up to the school. Hell nah, we wasn't broke. We just acted a fool. Shirt tucked in our jeans. We just thought it looked cool. You can say what you want. But that don't make it the truth. When it's 91 outside, better 69 in my coat. The AC blowing strong, and we smoking that oak. Her homegirl looking good. Yeah, I'm scoping that too. But I heard you got her pregnant. That's what's up when y'all do. Some of his homies that passed away, um, and he just remember, you know, being with them after school. The song is pretty much dedicated to uh, the homies that passed away. Yeah. My thing about Dom, I won't say this for the end, so I'll, I'll, I'll save it. I gotta this remember to bring like, it up, though. Nah, bring it up. So one thing he does on this album, and several other songs, right? Even with a new album, the song dedicated to Nipsey, the first bar is about Nip. The rest of the song is not. <laughs> on this album, on, on this song particularly, this the mm. first verse is dedicated to growing up and reminiscing his homies. Uh, you know, if I make it to heaven, I hope they still drink and brew. Hope to see Nick, me and him have a few, talk about 96, the shit that y'all never knew. The whole first verse is dedicated to him and his homie Nick, right? Second verse, it matches. The the, the first is the hook, I'm sorry. The second verse has nothing to do with it. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the first verse. Um he, like it doesn't like he said yellow album so good niggas thought it was a fluke 
what that got to do with his your homie who yeah. you grew up with who used to kick with after school like yeah. a nigga so west close you can tell by my click you can tell by how i dress you can tell by my whip most la niggas know i'm not this he still wrote the beat it's not yeah. a trash song but i'm like yo like the first verse is about the title yeah the first yeah. verse is about the title the hook is about the title but the second verse doesn't connect anything you're saying. He did that in a couple of other, a couple of times throughout his career. He's always done that, and that's one of the things that me personally kind of like. I don't know, like if you're still trying to get like a certain vibe, and you can't get the second verse to vibe out. Like if that's the case, why not just have it a one verse song, an elongated hook, and a specific outro? Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If it, I, I might see, though. I might see it in a weird way. It could be dedicating his, you know, dedicating that first verse to his friend and that being a part of like a younger Dom, a younger mm. Dom that may be used to after school and, you know, you know, being, you know, part of the youth. And then the second verse, even though it might seem a little bit flashier, it might be him growing up and losing that friend mm. and him dealing with being a successful rapper in this new wave and being like this next generation of, of, of talent from LA and being something that's contributing to the bigger picture, but then also your friend is gone. So he can't even see this shit. He can't see none of the things that you're, you're succeeding in. He might be able to see it from, from above, but he's not really able to be there with you and, and hug you and be proud. That yeah. might be a different way of me, you know, taking away from it. But Damn, that's because I didn't think about it like that. Damn, <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. That's good. That's a good. You know what? You might be right. You might be right. You might just be telling Tom. It's a great way. When you put it that way, it makes me appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. Because right, like, my first time I heard, I was like, yo, I don't understand the second verse because he didn't. So maybe I feel that. I feel that. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm looking at the letters. The Yellow album so good. So he's our like I think when he starts out that second verse with Yellow album so good, he could be talking about you know fast forward and now niggas thought it was a flute. Niggas thought it, I was on juice. Yeah, nigga, I was on that goose. He's talking about being successful, and the bitch is shaking their ass. I'm like, damn, what did it do? <laughs> she said, can't am can we fuck? Call up and come through. So of course he's talking about like the player shit. But you can see he's kind of resting on his laurels. He's kind of licking his chops right now after releasing that. But his friend is gone. And well, I, you don't uh, mention that, though. Also, you said what? He don't mention it. That's the crazy part. He doesn't mention it. I wish like, he did. That would have been cool any, to do. Yeah. I don't know. That's like, I don't know. That's just my qualm with him. He does it a couple times throughout his, just his whole discography. So it is what it is. Anything else you want to say? You want to go to the next one? I was going to say, I like the way that the beat switches up at the end. How they chop and screw it. Yeah. 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 That shit was thrown as fuck. I, I, I ain't even front. That shit was hard. I was like, okay, all right. You try to get a little yeah. Texas in you. You know what I'm saying? Dom had a, yeah, he had a great ear for beats, man. Always. Even to this day. Got a great ear for beats, man. And he, he was, uh, he's mindful about like sequencing. We were talking about last time with Nas's fault. He's really good about making sure our album flows very well. Um, yeah. What you got? Hmm. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. You're driving me crazy. Yeah. yeah. yeah All the like girls that. crazy. Yeah, so, I like that. 
after hearing like so after you're hearing let's be friends 17 it comes in with all girls crazy and the production on it is so fucking cold oh my gosh it is so hectic the sample is from magnolia shorty that's my juvie yeah i'm guessing it's a little bounce track which is pretty cool just due to the fact that dom is from if i'm if i'm wrong i'm wrong i'm gonna definitely check that out when and once we're finished but um it definitely looks like a, a new orleans bounce track yeah but i love is. like the, the, the distortion that comes from the 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 the, the chorus uh i don't know who's necessarily singing but that motherfucker is like adding like a very weird hook to such to a song that's like very very active right and he just comes in and just talk about like him just kind of living well but then also you know you know dealing with being a businessman dealing with his success things like My LA show, it has so well. I went home, no hotel. Phones off, voicemails, no side hoes. It's my own girl. I be fucking up, calling old girls. We at supper club, they popping spades in Lamborghinis. Still copping J's, still smoking weed, still rocking chains. I'm in my pants, I'm in my stance. I see a look. Then do a dance. She see the man. I see the van. I can't go to sleep. I leave for France. Then fly to London. Like Peter Pan. You don't need a drink. Girl, you need a man. He's just, man, like, he just so cold over all of these beats. But, like, whenever I hear this song, I like the fact that he's able to kind of paint these pictures for you. And the way that he paints this picture in this song to me is kind of like a... um. What's, it's like a vision board. Like it's like he cut up these different scenes from his life, and then he mm-hmm. plastered them on this wall, and it's showing all of these things that he's rapping about. Just the way that the the, the beat is made, and then the way that he's just kind of going off of like these different escapades that he's coming across in both verses. I do fuck with that. And then the the, the, the ending, the way that it ends with the little breakdown. That beat switch, yeah. I was like, oh, oh shit, nigga, you throw some jazz in this? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I I think this song this is 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 multi-layered. I wish he had a longer breakdown, but you know, it was I think this was when we started realizing that, you know, listeners, not like you and I, but some listeners have shorter attention spans. But like if he had a like a longer extended version of that shit, man, I would listen to that shit and probably DJ that in the club, but yeah. This gets played too. I had this on the mix. Um, it made me. It reminded me of. Um, oh man, it reminded me of "Girls, Girls, Girls, Girls" by Jay Z. Yeah. Um, and not like in beat or like, but like the the feeling of it. Um, when you just shotting out certain people or certain areas, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he was strategic on picking cities and shot him out, knowing that he was torn back then. So he's probably like. I fuck with Ohio. It was ladies in Cleveland. Like, really? Come on now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, probably a big tour stop. Um, I like the song, though. Um, I like the way Ohio flipped it. It is another, like, a fun Dom song. Um, nothing, like, there's nothing, nothing being said that, like, blew me away. Yeah. But it's just, it's just a good feeling Dom song. Like, Dom makes music when you're getting dressed for a house party. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So this so, is something you play when you're getting dressed, you're getting ready to go out, shit like that. Question. I mean, well, well. Would you, would you want to see Dom perform perform this at a club? Because remember, we we ended up seeing him perform um mm-hmm. Soundstage. Yeah, yeah, at Soundstage, yep. and this was at yeah, the I time remember. that the second from the West Side from Love came out. Yeah. Like before Yellow Album. Would you want to see? Yeah, I remember. I, like I wonder what a performance from this time when he had much more. Um, he could have had much more effects, much more mm-hmm. things to do with his sound. I wonder what a performance would be with specifically this song, because this song was like a hitter off of it. Like I know, I know a lot of people were playing this around, like you know, the college dorms and stuff like that. Yeah, and that was when I was gone. I think you could, a live version would have been really dope. Um, I think Dom would definitely. If the only thing about like signing to a label, I think he would benefit from because the fact that he was independent on his own was increasing his live performance um, uh, stuff. So, you know, live instrumentation, like Dom Dom does not sound well over technology, like a DJ playing a song. Dom sounds well. I can see him like, you know, live instrumentation, standing on the stage, rapping on his song, having fun, stuff like that, and having a good time. Um, I think... That's at a point. His I think now at the point of career, he could probably do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a catalog long enough to go back to fans and do like I'm doing a live tour, and fans would do some shit like that for him. Remember, he did that. He did that when he came to Soundstage because he, he had, had a, um, he had live instruments. Yeah, because he had oh, who's the who's the piano player? Oh my god! I'm I listen. He's player. like one of the first people off of my playlist. But like he had this piano who played. He remixed the version of um. Dun, 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 dun. And he like freestyled off of it and killed that shit. So I was oh, like, I remember. Is this a real song? And like, yeah, I, I know he's associated with Don Kennedy, J305, and like kind of like the Bohemian LA scene. But yeah. I forgot what this dude's name was. He got some cold songs. I, I've come across his stuff here and there, but he knows how to switch it up from. No yeah, I remember him. That's a good point. Um, I like the song though. It's a fun song. Like it's it, it does what it's supposed to do. He's yeah. there's no underlying crazy message. He's not trying to hit your soul. It's just like making you feel good, get you up, yeah. shit like that. But it's right. cool. I I ain't had no complaints with it because it's it's not it is it is what it's supposed to do. Yeah, great. Um, what's my next song? Seventeen, the song before this. Hmm. Okay. This is he was in his pocket. Great storytelling. The whole song is about seventeen-year-old Dom, um, and yeah, the the whole song about president. He's just talking about growing up seventeen. Um, you know, don't pack them Air Jordans, boy. You ain't gonna need them because niggas was dropping your sneakers back in those days. Yes, they were. Um. <laughs> um uh, he mentioned Mace. He mentioned Craig Mack. You know, he's a uh, real nigga. So with Jodeci, not the Beatles. Yeah. Funny shit like that. Um, I think one thing that I really like about Dom is the fact that he's like an out Biggie fan. Mm. And like even on his new album, he mentioned Biggie a lot. He, he used like, he used some, he interpolates some of Biggie's lyrics. Mm. Um, and I think that's really cool because when you think of a West Side guy, you automatically assume they don't like Biggie just because of Shit that happened. So it was always I've been always like a big fan of him for how he did that. His flow is more biggie 
anything. Storytelling, mm. laid back, chilling, visual, very, very, very vivid visuals with his rhymes. Um, yeah, and I, I like 17 because it makes you think about again shit when she was 17. Mm. Uh, and you listen to him, you think about like him 17 is probably like he said 92, so shit, that was probably Boys in the Hood. So yeah. you're telling his story, you're thinking about Boys in the Hood, shit like that. Yeah. And then you're thinking about your own 17. Um, then he ended the song with us saying, I can't believe it, I can't believe it, shit like that. I mean, I thought it was really cool, great opening. Yeah. Second, me, second song, um, yeah. to reminisce. I enjoyed the beat, I love. I thought it was a great follow-up beat to the intro. Um, And, you know, putting those lyrics on there was, um, yeah, I mean, it was great for him to show his lyrics and, like, show his storytelling early early at the gate. Early at the gate. Back when I was 17, I had a notion. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. right at the gate, I'm telling you, like, storytelling. That's what I was. So, I, I like 17. It's also pretty dope because he ends up talk like he when he talks about selling U.S. cans and uh for U.S. cans for tokens, or uh cans for U.S. tokens. Excuse me, like you kind of see the aspect of him being a hustler at a young age, and to see that kind of push to how this album was created in the way that it was distributed, it kind of adds another layer of like oh shit like okay now this is leading to this you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I also like the beat as well. I think the yeah. beat it, it reminds you of kind of like yeah. Chat. Back when I was 17, I had a notion that I would see the whole world across the ocean. My dad be working hard, but he get no promotion. And he there every day. That's devotion. I never had a chance to be in the US Open. I used to collect cans for them U.S. tokens It's that time of the month, girl, we use that lotion Before the president was black, shit, I wasn't voting I used to believe a dollar bill was all I needed Why you keep looking in the mirror if you not conceited? Don't pack them Air Jordans, boy, you not gon' need them On Burnside with my niggas and them tacos screaming If I told you what I saw, you would not believe it forms of like the new wave of the west coast you know the west coast sound because i think when it came to like you know la at this time even though you did have upcoming artists from tde and then you had like the whole underground scene you know and then you can even look at the selection scene on the come up as well like that was something completely new and still kind of unraveling at the time so you had this whole new wave of sound coming from la and don was able to he was able to kind of, um, well, not specifically Dom, um, the producers behind it, I think Mike Keys and, oh, Mike and Keys and Rance, they were able to kind of help Dom paint this vivid picture through kind of like a, a beat that like is super sick, but feels like a like a time travel machine to help, yeah. to, to, to help take you back to Dom's original time. And I also like the fact that all girls crazy kind of follows up with that because it takes you to the present and him messing around with girls while he's touring, while he's being successful. So it kind of adds like a prequel to not only the entire album, or you know, I would probably say an early chapter of the album since you know the 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 the, the intro was first. Uh, Let's be friends was the was the intro, 
but this will be a good chapter one to kind of take you back to his original days before sending you to the present. I also like the ending with um, the lady speaking. And mm-hmm. yeah, I love the fact that like she ha- he has that skit kind of playing because it's a really good follow-up to the song. Cause you know how sometimes some people include the skits in their song and that should be kind of messy. Cause now I gotta listen to the skit right after listening to the song and I don't really like your skit. But the way that he implements these skits into this song is a call to the warriors. That classic film, and I also played the video game. So yeah, get that, get a gamer shot too. But he, he don't include it throughout the whole album, though. He stopped after like the first couple of songs. He don't include it with, at the end, the end at all, does he? I heard it. I heard a couple of times. Like I heard yeah, that she was yeah, like true. correcting, like correcting herself. She was like, "Oh, well, we might have been wrong." Like, but like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was definitely cool to have throughout the entire album because it's called "Get Home Safely," and the lady speaking was a call to the you know. It was like a throwback call to the Warriors hmm. um, at 1970s, I think, early 80s film that came out, which was yeah. fire. Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it, man. I, I think 17 is a really good Dom song, bro. I think that's him storytelling the best way he can. Uh, Mike and Keys, as a matter of fact, Mike and Keys did most of Victory Lap. And mm. Rance is a part of 1500, one of my favorite um, production uh, group, you know, Mars, Rants, some other guys, those are means too. So I think this is 2013. This is early in that, like you said, that California sound. And, uh, you know, I think Dom had a big point on some of that, some of that, you know, that sound becoming uh, connected with other people because 1500 did stuff for everybody. But you know, 2013, that was early on in their career. Yeah. Um, great point. Uh, what's your fourth one? That's, that's my third one. So that's your fourth one. South Central Love. Yeah. South Central Love. That's yeah, the name of the song. song. And I don't know why I'm saying that shit, but that shit is so good. That hook is yeah, cold. Man. I it think cold. what I was saying earlier about Don Kennedy making love songs, like that is a craft that he knows how to do it. He knows how to do it so well. And South Central Love was kind of a shining moment. Um, I think it was one of the singles off of the you know, off of the project. He made a video for it. Of course, it's very cute. It's very adorable. But there was, there, when it comes to Dom Kennedy, there's a lot of women who like Dom's music. And I respect mm-hmm. that. I really respect that because like we said before, well, like you said before, like he don't really talk about killing. Like he does talk about gangster shit, but he uses that, he uses the gangster side to like paint this environment around him. But he's hustling. He's just doing what he can to be a successful rapper and also enjoying his chops from it. Yeah. But South Central Love kind of takes him and you back to the essence of, you know, love in the hood. Some of the, some of, enjoying some of the simple things that might be in front of you in a dangerous environment. And I also like the way that the video was kind of painted in that in that in that liking as well which was pretty dope the 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 vocals behind um behind down were pretty cool the 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 rhyme pattern was pretty simple the um the fact that he did talk about like i tried the drugs you know what i'm saying like he talking about like you know he enjoys the 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 he enjoys the things of being a rapper the 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 prizes of being a rapper but he appreciates the love 
that he may have for somebody. And that's the thing that, you know, he loves more. So like, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's weird, but like I like I like this song. And I also know that like like yeah, yeah, this is kind of like something that shows how he can create really good love songs outside of just like good summer music. And I think that's something that's very um uh underrated when it comes to Don Kennedy. Yeah. South I eat at Earl's, then hit the Fox. My hat was low, she seen my watch. I'm in that sock, it's from the swap. Oh, this my nigga, he from my block. I came off stock, pull a murder on top. I always promised I would give her everything I got. Now she look hot, the money coming not. And you gon' know exactly when we in the spot. When you smell Kush, when you hear this, when you see cars, and you do like this, <laughs> them ghetto girls, I won't forget that time your mom came home and you had me out the fence. Uh, I tried the mall, I tried the club, I had the models, I tried the drugs, South Central love, South Central love. things that I, I took it from the song was he was talking about a girl but he was always also talking about you know his neighborhood Lamar yeah. Park. Uh, so like especially about the song like you know he name he name drops certain spots in his neighborhood Lamar uh, he, he mentioned Lamar of course you know he loves says it all the time yeah. and then he just shot off certain things man I think it's uh the song to me was about a girl, but it was also really part about like, you know, how much he loved where he's from. That was before I even went to rap or even, you know what I mean? It's a nice area, man. If you can make it, you know, it's a great place to be. You know, people care and shit, I'll say that. You know what I mean? Where it's people that's into, you know, a lot of different things, a lot of self, black owned businesses, you know, bookstores right here. You know what I'm saying? So when people say, how are you, how, do I do what I do? It's like, how do I not do what I do? Like, all these people surviving, you know what I'm saying? Selling what they sell, doing what they do. And they happy, shit, for the most part. You know what I mean? Things just, you know, you might not have as much as whoever, but it's like, you got what you got and it's yours. What's better than that? Hey, you know, Lamar just got the, a lot of the best shit, period. You know what I'm saying? In the city, you know? I'm just trying to keep it going. I'm not saying it's on the level of this song, but it gives you that vibe. Like yeah. California love, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it makes you feel like, you know, you just loving that part where you're from and stuff like that. You know, working on summer. You know, Hollywood makes me takes you wonder. Some soft central love gonna make you wonder. Tell them yeah. them ghetto girls. You know, I love them. Yeah. And he's talking about his car. He's talking about driving around, saying certain things. And like the first verse, I felt like was about the girl. The yeah. second verse, I felt like was about his neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how I interpreted the song yeah. um and uh that's why he said you know i, I always promise you know he said i came on stock put lamert on top I always promised i would give her everything i got 
I think he was talking about like his neighborhood and he was talking about like, the girl in that verse. I think that was really cool. And it's actually one of the reasons I liked the song because I felt like he was talking about his neighborhood. Yeah. And it felt like his neighborhood yeah. is also one of the girls. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. The ghetto girls. You know I love them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very simple. The rhyme pattern is not like very, very deep. Like he's he's not trying to like bounce over everything like AZ. But like he's just very, very simple, very, very strong with the statements that he has. And even though it's very simple, it it makes it, you know, it it, it he draws his foot in the uh, in the sand when it comes to what he's saying about his love for these women in this city, which is pretty dope. So it's is is I wouldn't say like it's like a super standout song. I like it because of you know, like I didn't know. Well, shit. I'm not gonna say I didn't know. I, I I'll say I didn't. I didn't see that perspective, and I respect that perspective. That's a dope perspective. Um, but yeah, yeah. This shit. This shit is pretty dope. And I also have to give him his respect when it comes to creating like love songs in that aspect. So yeah, yeah 100. Yeah. It was really creative for me. I really enjoyed this song. I really did. I like. I mean, I play this joint. Before it was ruining this, this one of my dogs on my playlist, so because it just makes you wanna, you know, fall in love with where you're from, you know, like you like you know certain parts about his neighborhood. Like he kept saying, "I love them ghetto girls, I love them ghetto girls," and I feel like he was trying to say, "I love the part about my city that people don't say you're supposed to like." Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's that's why I really I love that joint, yeah, because I, I can you know more of us can relate to that. Yeah. Um, my fourth song, I figure you're gonna take this one to get this out the way. Okay. One of my favorite guest verses, please. Oh, get home safe. Um, it, I mean, the hook, the hook tells you what the song is about. You know, what I'm saying what the whole album is about. The album, mm. the song is about like the, the an album. In essence, to me, it's talking about making it home and like loving where you're from and like you know putting some shit down and taking care of your community, taking care of your people, and doing something for yourself. I mean, still you know partying, having fun. There, but I think that was the overall essence. Like get home, like make home safe. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, really, really cool. I love this net verse. I always love them two together. Check me out. You know what I'm saying? This mm. the joint on Victory yeah. Lap. Um, I I just love Nip and Dom. Dom, Nip, Dom. Like I I love them going back. I wish they could do more work together. Um, I love this net verse. One of my favorite net verses. Yeah. Yeah. Dead and in the J's off of August Street. Pops drove a turquoise 280 Z. Playing Tracy Chapman, we was watching heat. Shoot out in the alley, make it hard to sleep. 59th and 5th at my granny house. Uncle Reggie spelling shorts on my granny couch. The lesson was never go to attic route. To deal with mines, I probably pulled an automatic out. 60th and 10th, cable with the chip. 12 gauge behind the door, plastic where you sit. I don't know, man. I just, I just love that they're just the that the song to me is dedicated to, you know, how like growing up in South Central shit you deal with and like how you try to overcome that. The approach you got to take, what kind of person you got to be, um, yeah. and it kind of, I guess, I hate using the word grit because white people love saying black people got grit, but the shit, the yeah, character you got to have to overcome that shit so you can um, come out standing on top. So yeah, um, I love this song. It's a motivational song. It's like one of the songs that get me pumped. 
I got some, I got some work to do on the house. Da da da. I'm running this joint up. It's, it's, it's getting me going. Motivates me. I got some ideas. I'm doing some work, trying to get some ideas out. Just definitely on the playlist. Mm. Like, I don't know, man. Nip and Dime motivate me a lot. All the time. All the time. Yeah. It's funny too, cause I did a, I did a mix for Nipsey Hustle, and I, I did include like a couple of tracks from both of them together, and like they've always had like they both. I think the reason why they blended so well is because they're both hustlers. Like, even mm-hmm. though, you know, Nick shows a different side of LA compared to what Dom offers, like, they're both hustlers. And the fact that they are, you know, focusing more on their business side aspects, um, they, they they just merge so well together. And I forgot, first of all, I forgot that Nipsey Hustle was on this album. Until I stumbled across this song, I was like, "Oh shit! Oh, Nip, oh, Nip is killing this shit!" And like the way that he just approached like his entire song was just like cold. And then the fact that he in that shit on when the cops come out and surround the house, Crenshaw niggas run the town. I'm out. Like just mm. putting on like his own neighborhood that he's always been able to put on. Like another legendary Nipsey Hustle verse. Like I just man, it's. It, man, we lost a really good dude, man. We really lost like a legend of this generation. Yeah, and it really hurts yeah, to kind of go back and listen to um, his music because you knew the energy that he was giving you. Like he was a real nigga, but at the same time, he would approach you with respect. And if you come at him at a disrespectful you know, aspect, then he got some shit for you. And I've always respected that. I also knew, I also didn't know um, until my lady friend from St. Louis, uh, 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 Imani went, shout out to her. She told me that uh, Nipsey Hussle was born on my birthday. Well, he, he, he was born before me, but he, he has the same birthday as me, which makes like his music even more special. So like going back through it, like and creating a mix, I actually started breaking out and crying, especially when I found yeah. that shit. I was like, oh, this shit hard, yeah. bro. Man, I, I, I don't I know it's not a nip, bitch. Fuck it, let's go. Um, I'm I like nip since Slawson on the house. Slawson, the song we like buzzing the to his mixtape, and then Noah's Wild on Bullets ain't got no names. Volume three, he got this hard song featuring uh, Lil Boosie. And I was like, what? I said, why the hell got a song with Boosie? And like, why is Boosie doing a record with this guy? And that's the f- before I heard the the Slauson joint. I heard that joint. I thought that joint was so crazy. And that's when I was like, yo, that's why I did not see that coming. Is that is that on volume one or volume two? Damn, I'd be on volume two. That's even before that. That's on 08. Dang, I did not know that. I remember Bullets ain't got no name, but which one was it? I'm gonna look it up. Because the volume three, you know, I don't know other than volume three. Volume two, volume two must have been 08. Man. Nah, man. She, she, I, I, I like my, my relationship with Nipsey. Yeah, thugging. Yep, 08. Yep, yep, yep. 08. 08. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Because they had, I was so, I was a big gang fan. I was a big gang fan, bro. Really? All his, all his shit. I listened to everything, man. I, over time, not as much because he, he became an Instagram nigga. <laughs> That is true. Bullets, yo, bullets ain't got no names. I thought that was the hardest shit ever, and I was like, yo, it's so crazy. Nipping, Snoop, Nipping game doing songs, and they had a song called Day Roll. So that was 08, 08, 07, maybe 08. Yeah. But they had a song called Thuggin', 
Future and Lil Boosie. And that's when I became a Nip fan was in 08. And then, wow. so I followed them. Bullshit, Bullshit got on names volume three dropped in 2009. I ain't rock with that as much. I ain't gonna sit here and lie. Like, I'm mm-hmm. It was cool, but it wasn't. I think the thing with Nip was, Nip had, this was the hard time for him figuring out like, what's my sound gonna be? Yeah. Um, and he was getting into kind of like Dom, where Dom said, I want to make California music, but I wanted to be true to me and not sound like, you know, should have yeah. had that G funk shit. Like yeah. that Nips, the first Nipsey single, the Slauson joint, Slauson with the sample with the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, jump, jump, the, the, the jump, oh, you know oh, what I'm saying? The jump sample. The jump sample. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. What's that song? Oh, jump. Hustle in this house. That's the name. Yeah, Hustle in the house. Yeah. When that first came out, he was trying to figure out his sound. Yeah. So it wasn't really. It was. It was. It was cool. Wasn't hit. But when the marathon hit, that's when I was like, "Yo, this is my man. I rock it with him." So that's that's actually how my relationship with Nipsey Hustle kind of grew. Like originally. Like I heard hustling this house and I was like, yo, this shit is hard. I'm sold. <laughs> like I was like, yo, this is hard. Like the video was like aggressive. The way that he just entered the the, the entire song was just aggressive and hard. And like, I'm coming straight out of Compton, a crazy motherfucker named Nipsey <laughs> from the city. Yeah. <laughs> so the bitch wanna flip me. Like he was yeah. just like super like dope throughout this entire thing. So I was already like, all right, who's this dude? And then over the years, I ain't hear nothing else from him until I got into college and then the marathon dropped. And I found out from um, this uh, this girl named Alicia Davis that I knew from like college and she was a huge Nipsey Hussle fan. So like she would always talk about him like, you know, around school. So I was like, all right, let me, let me actually give him a listen because I haven't heard him since Hustle in this house. Man, the first song I heard from this mixtape was a million and that shit just, oh. Oh, and the way he just bounced off that beat. Oh God. A million. A million. Man, that's my man, bro. I was I was that cause you know, I have listened to Nipsey for 10 years, man. Since oh yeah. nine. Till 2010, 2010, 2009 is in uh volume three drop. So 2008 is when I listening to him. 2009, yeah. But 2010 is when I really like marathon is when it really, really pulled me in. Like Hustle House was cool. Yeah. I like them joints, a couple joints on our first two mixtapes, but like, like I said, trying to find his sound. I felt like he found his sound yeah. with Marathon. And it really hurt when he died because it's when like, I, you know how it is when you're a fan of somebody and then they blow up and everybody's a fan and then you're like, yo, now they see what I've been seeing. Exactly. That's the thing seen, man. And I've never seen him live. He's one of the few rappers that I still wanted to see live. The only person that was left that I wanted to see was him and Jay. Everybody else hadn't seen that's right. I saw him live. Yeah. I saw him live at Brockton yeah. City. Yeah, I didn't go. He the Damn, only one that I wanted man. to see. It was him and Jay, the only two people that was left. We didn't see everybody else that I wanted to see. Damn, man. I saw Mac. I saw Mac before he died. I really wish I would have seen. I never I seen saw him Mac. Mac was really good. Yeah, yeah. I saw everybody else that I wanted to see. He was the only one. Um, but yeah, man, I really like this song. I felt like it's it's a shame we're not gonna get any more nipping down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is one of the one of their great songs together. I really yeah. loved it. What's uh what's uh your last one? My last one is uh AM <laughs> All my niggas is All G's. my niggas is G's. Yeah, I was going to, like so much liquor and weed. Uh, yeah. All my niggas is G's. All my niggas. 
Dang. So many women inside. So many of them. Been have a hell of a night. It's plenty of them. All my niggas are bitch. All of them. So much liquor and weed. So much. Yeah. There's so many women inside. There's plenty of them. We been have a hell of a night. I had on house shoes. I'm that cool though. Smoke sumo. I hate when Pollo Loco be having no more churros. Fox News, Channel 5, Telemundo. I need me a cute Spanish chick named Lulo. So much liquor and trees. I threw up all of my threes I don't wanna drink and drive Let me go to sleep in your thighs <laughs> So much liquor and weed All my niggas is G's There's so many women inside Been have a hell of a night All my niggas is G's So much liquor and weed There's so many women inside We been have a hell of a night Show you love, show you love, kid. 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 Show you love. Show you love, kid. Show you love. Show you love, kid. When I heard the, the beginning of that cameo sample, I was like, oh, this is where they get the the the, the background synths or the background um strings from. But yeah, I like this song because it's just man, it's it's kind of like the 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 end credits or like after the climax of like a movie. This will be the perfect kind of um song to play for that. And I also like where it was listed. Like the song is actually around the end, you know, the later half of the album. I felt like this was kind of a good closing chapter for this entire album. And um, I also like the verse. It's funny how hoes be controlling niggas. It's always money over bitches. Thought I told you niggas, don't ever, don't never turn fake. Stay a soldier, nigga. And this an OPM thing till it's over, nigga. So you already know that he's coming in like hard about who he is to himself. Little sag in your jeans when you fall on the scenes and when we grind all winter just to ball of the spring. Like I had the whip sitting clean on the Chrome 15, said Dom, I never seen no shit this clean. Like, like this is just like another song that just showcases like his raps, especially throughout the entire song. And um, I felt like this was kind of like a good, like another song that provided really good vibes, but like, Man, he, he's just talking about just like, just living his life and enjoying like, you know, the different churros and shit like that and just smoking weed. And one uh, one quote that I like in the middle of the song is like, let me let me go to sleep on your thigh. I like that. Like, yo, this, this song is so, <laughs> so funny, but just still that fun summer vibe that we all know Dom for. So yeah, this was like a like a definitely a, a, a kind of a surprising song for me because I stumbled across this song the first time I heard this album. I was in love with Honey Buns. I was in love with uh, All Girls Crazy. But then when I started listening to the later half, like after cleaning up and like I just heard that doom 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 doom. I was oh, like, oh, this is hard. Yeah, that's gonna be rock. And that beat tough. Yeah, that'd be this stuff. Who produced that shit, man? Somebody I never heard of, uh, Tori Noka. I think it's somebody from like OPM. 
So much liquor and weed. All my niggas Collins. Oh, oh shit, he produced he produced Frank Ocean. Dust. Troy Noka? It's produced by Troy Noka. Well, it says popular Troy Noka songs moo. Love crowns? Hold on. So much liquor and weed. Better than me? Wait, did he produce this? He produced these songs. What did he produce? All right, so he produced Moo, which is a bop. What is um, Moo? The Doja uh, Cat song? Uh, no, I said, yeah, the Doja Cat song. Got milk, bitch. Got that bitch. nigga made that song? Got steak, yeah. I love that song. Hey, fuck out of and that was at the time I thought Doja Cat was fine, but then I started finding out <laughs> the feed up for Red Hat. So <laughs> hey, what, uh, hey, what, uh, what Nori say? She's in racial chat room showing feet. Showing her feet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, that was yo, a funny tweet, yo. I don't know what's worse, like exposing yourself on camera or just showing your feet on camera. But like, yo, why you two? Why you two your feet up like that for these red hats? Those what's going on? <laughs> red, yo said they red hats. That's oh funny. I mean, you know, you know. I, I like this song though, man. It's a great song. It's and that's a great song. Might just, it's a really good song. It's a yeah. fun song. It's a feel good song. Yeah. Um, you know, Dom don't make too many depressing, sad, oh, woe is me, the world is hard songs. It's like no. he... Um, what would that sound like? I don't know. I mean, I think he put his own message in his music the way he wants to. He doesn't like over, like, hit you over the head with it, but it's in there. I think he showcased a couple in a couple instances of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if... Uh, it's just it's a good song. It's not like again. It's like he made he makes songs for certain moods, certain times throughout the day. Some songs you're gonna play in your whip. Some songs you're gonna play in the car. Sometimes you're gonna play while you're cleaning the crib. Um, some songs you ain't gonna play at all. But uh, I think the point the, at, at this point of the album, he achieved what this album needed for it to do in 2013. Mm. Facts. Yeah. Now that follow up. What you think about that? <laughs> With the the best of Bobby, the best Bob, what's it called? By Dom, by Dom. Yeah. It it was two years later, which and you know, for independent artists, it's really hard, and it flew under the radar, which kind of. So I think now he's really getting his groove back, though. Um, my last song is uh, "Tomorrow" with Ty Dolla. This is early Ty Dolla, by the way. So I think it was really cool that he had. Mm. Yeah, this is this is this is Ty, twenty thirteen. Like he's. A star now, but 2013 he wasn't. Yeah, um, he wasn't. Yeah, and that's credit to I mean, not just Dom, but like, you know, he was putting on his mixtapes then. This is around the free TC era. This is around uh this before Beach House. I don't know yes. Beach House. I think it was before. Yeah, yeah this matter of fact, this was before um no Beach House was a mixtape. Yeah, it was a mixtape. Now this was before um I got uh paranoid. This was right before. Yeah, Paranoid way, yeah, like, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. after the first Beach House, but it's no, it's after both. It's after both Beach Houses, but it's before his album came out. His album mm-hmm. came out in 2015. So yeah, this my point is, this is really before he blew up. Yeah, he's I think making no, a name for himself. My no, Paranoid came out the same year. Paranoid came out 2013. Well, uh, did it come out later that year? Because I remember like. Bumping came out uh, September, September 10th. Okay, okay. 
Cause I know it picked up traction that next year. Like it was yeah, it was it was it was one of the songs that played forever. Yeah, forever. That shit played in twenty fourteen. Yeah, my whole point is like, oh go ahead. Yeah, no, you good. Bob, what? Bob's verse was hard. Yeah, it was before he went crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the world was flat and shit. That nigga. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like I like I I like tomorrow. It's a um. I, I I don't. He Dom does what you want him to do. It's just lifestyle raps. <laughs> Life's a beat. Life's a bitch. So I had to pimp it with from from water with a lemon straight to living to lavish living. Fashion trends exchange number with the baddest women. I couldn't wear a suit and tie. And get an average pension. You know, just lifestyle rap. Like I'm mm-hmm. feeling good. Da da da. But to me, it was just like it was a great way to end the album up. Yeah. You know. I also like that beat. This was something that I oh, found out about. I love the beat. Yeah, that beat is hard. This is something I found out about, like, coming back to it. I didn't even, like, listen to this song a lot. Because, like, there was one, it's, like, one of the songs, I don't know if it's Please. It's, like, one of the songs that he, like, ended off by, like, thanking everybody. And I was so off-put by that because I was like, is this the end of the album? And then the song came on after that. And then the song, you know, the entire album ended. I don't necessarily know that song. Uh, with I forgot what that song was, but um, yeah, like when I came back to that and I started hearing this, I was like, oh shit, like shit was hard. I wish I had more time to like listen to this so I can give it, you know, see if this was going to be in my top five. But I think now after hearing Get Home Safely again, because I originally reviewed this shit too, like just kind of coming back to it and just hearing it for what it is. I might take, I might take that chance to like listen to this song a little bit more. Yeah, um, it was on one of the bonus tracks. Mm. I think that's why I know. That's, I think that's why I missed it. I mean, I remember hearing it, but I don't think I was going to miss it. All my niggas is G's on the bonus tracks too. I think too. Yes, because um, I yeah. remember downloading this album illegally. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it, was, it was like the best. Because he had some joints were only on Best Buy, some joints were the Octune exclusive, which was smart back in 2013. Very smart. Um, that was when like. Stories still were trying to do exclusive purchases with you know yeah. specific albums mm-hmm. or games. Like it got yeah, successful yeah. with games, and then they started doing that shit with albums, which was annoying. Yes, they did. Man, I think it was smart for him being an independent person. And uh, what you gonna call it? Yeah. As you wrap up the album, though, man, what do you feel like was the what's the highlights? What do you think? We were talking about that. What is the overarching thing Dom did well? I think. I think you kind of paint the picture well when um, you mentioned one of the songs. Um, he's just trying to paint his his hometown and and kind of give off the new wave of, of Cali. Now, he's not trying to do it. He's not trying to be like, I'm the guy that's trying to bring it back. But he's painting a picture for us of what he sees. It's like mm-hmm. putting on his shoes and walking with him through his city for a week. And we're kind of seeing the different things that he goes through. But then you also see, you know, most of the time you see like the lifestyle, like the the, the flashy side of it, but he's not afraid of kind of opening up about the struggles he had to come across. I feel like this album is good to kind of come back to, not only due to the fact that it's just something that you can kind of swing in in the car or like you could play while you're cleaning your, uh, your, your, your crib and shit like that, but this, this song has gems that could last with you for a while. Like how you said, please, 
is a song that like gets you motivated or songs like All Girls Crazy is a song that you could definitely play in the club. Um, it's just so many gems off of this song. I don't think that this song, this album is better than Yellow Album. However, I do believe that in its own right, when you look at this song as a standalone song, it's, it's, it's also a gem. It's also funny because I reviewed this album back in 2013 when it officially released. And I mainly complained about how this wasn't released during summer because I was like, <laughs> what's up? What's going on with this? But like, I still managed to like enjoy this shit. I, like, and, and I appreciated it. And one thing I said about the production, the production on Get Home Safely complements Kennedy's style perfectly, creating a wide span of different sounds to enjoy to any listener. The amazing production duo, the Futuristics, produce Get Home Safely, but there are also credits from producers like Drew Bird, DJ Mustard, Troy Noka, and many more. Most of the producers behind Get Home Safely in California natives, which explains why the West Coast is the West Coast sound is perfectly laid out throughout the entire album. If the Beats and Dom's album don't make you feel cool, they definitely hit hard with tracks like If You Don't Like Money, If It Don't Make Money, or Let's Be Friends. But the entire album gives off a cool vibe from the first song to the final track. And I think that's kind of a good uh, uh, solidification of like the West Coast sound and how that spanned it throughout the years. Just looking back at what I wrote for this Mike Life article years ago and seeing how this this, this, this small group of people from LA, including Tyler the Creator, including TDE, they had this whole vibe in this new wave and it was still in this bubble during the blog era. And to see it explode into what it is now, now you have different versions of LA music being released. It's something special. And we wouldn't have got that, nor the business aspect, if it wasn't for people like Don Kennedy when it came to the way that he did his business and the way that he specifically released this album. So I think this is a legendary album. It's not his best Don Kennedy album, but I feel like this should be an album that we look at with, with history um, involved. And this is something that we should like include as a historical album in both hip hop, um, the blog scene and in, in, in hip hop business in general. Wow, that's a big one. Hip hop history. Oof. Yeah. Um, I remember checking um, like Dub CNN. I don't know if you remember that website. Yeah. It was one. It was like so. You know, you go to you go to different blogs. I used to go to different blogs for different regions, right? Yeah. So um, the East Coast stuff. Checked most of the mainstream blogs. Like now, nah, right? We have like a lot of that. If I wanted like uh, like Southern rap maybe some Midwest stuff, like, you know, they might have, like, some Chicago, not really, they mostly mostly Southern shit, um, you will go to um, Dirty Glove Bastard, Dirty Glove Bastard was my favorite blog, I actually said, a song had leaked in a forum one time, it was um, the Currency and Wiz song that was on um, Scaling the Building, and I actually submitted it to the blog, I was so happy they had that shit first, Yay. I submitted it to the blog, he posted that shit, and then, so if I wanted to like that, I would go to Dirty Glove, if I wanted like Midwest shit, I would go to Fake Shore Drive. Feel me? Mm. If I wanted West Coast stuff, I would go to Dub CNN. Mm. But I felt like one thing that Dom did was Dom and all like the, the West Coast guys, they broke the mold of what LA rap was for that time period. Like not coming out without a gang affiliation was not new. 
Um, Ice Cube did it. And I felt like, you know, Dom, in a lot of ways, embodied the same thing that uh, Ice Cube did. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with red. I'm cool with blue. Uh, uh, but I'm standing on my own feet. Um, you know, a, a level of consciousness in his music, uh, promoting independence, promoting like owning his stuff. Like I felt like if Dom came out and said his favorite rappers was Ice Cube, Too Short, and Biggie, I would not be surprised. And he, I know, he, I know, he said Too Short. I know he said Biggie. I'm not sure if I heard him say Ice Cube, but I would not be surprised because it's evident that in, in the way he makes his music, how he carries himself in the music industry, is very. Um, is is very like uh, identical to those people that are named. But my, my reason I brought up that blog is because I don't remember seeing Dom on that website. You will see like Bay Area guys, and you will see like a lot of like you know gang shit. So you will see like gang. You will see Snoop niggas mm-hmm. affiliated with either one of those. I don't even think they had a lot of TDE at the time. Maybe they had some J Rock shit. Maybe that back then had J Rock. Yeah. But like, yeah, I feel like Dom was able to create his own lane through the blog space, you know, going to South by Southwest, affiliated with certain people. He was on Spitter's album in 2010, uh, mixtape, you know, did one drop when the Saints won the Super Bowl, my, one of my favorites uh, mixtapes from him, Smokey Robinson. Um, I'm just, you know, affiliating with certain artists and getting his name out there to express his thing and then dropping consistent music over time to raise his profile. And um, the re- one of the reasons I was happy to do this album because we haven't really touched on that blog era artist yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Rhapsody is, she had music during then, but she kind of like exploded after that. Yeah. But Dom exploded. He was a product, uh, not a product of, but his... Uh, ascension and rap was attributed to like that blog era so i was really happy to do it because of that we haven't really touched on that and i really think he was one of the guys who did the blog era right and he's one of those guys who um you know when you think of the blog era he's one of the artists who really did it man you remember every summer once it started getting warm Niggas was like, man, that new Dom coming out soon, though. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, new, that new Dom, that new Dom got to be coming out. Whenever it get warm outside, whenever it get warm, like, come Never on, Dom got to be dropping soon, yo. And you know he, niggas he, are scheming that shit, like, yep. scheming that shit around parties. They trying to play that yep. shit around their ladies. They trying to yeah, play that shit around the girls when they about to make the cuts. Like, there's so many times I threw in Dom Kennedy cuts, and, like, it got positive vibes at house parties and mm-hmm. clubs, like... His his music is timeless, and I think it's, I think looking like looking back, it's like going to be like our generation's like feel good music when it comes to like that summer vibe. But like when I looked back at this album too, he 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 was very diverse with his sound, and he was really good at making fucking love songs. And like at first, there was one song off of um the original Dom that kind of showed me. I was like, okay, he was really good. I love that mixtape. So I what's the name music. of that song that had like it? I don't. I know it's not D'Angelo that's singing it, but it felt like D'Angelo was singing that shit, and like it's just Dom flowing off of it. He performed it actually at the end of the performance that you and I went to at Soundstage. Like I forgot the name of that about? song, but it's also it's like, original. Sweet white summer breeze. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm talking yeah. about the, it's um you when you see love. Yes. There you go. There you go. Like that song, yeah. when I first heard that song, I remember hearing that in my dorm. 
That's right. There you go. We out Jamaica. Yeah. I'm gonna play that shit. I'm gonna add this joint. That's the shit. Yo, yeah. I remember the night original Dom Kennedy dropped. I was online. And it was not planned. He just dropped it. And that shit, I downloaded that shit, man. What? And he had a different uh, a different cover for each song in the iTunes. Bruh. What? Yeah, man. I still got it on my phone. That's hard. Each song, That's hard each song had a different shit, like a different cover. Let me show you. Each one had a different one. That's dope. Oh, that is dope as fuck. Yeah, I, this is the original joint when he first dropped it in 2011. I still got it in my iTunes. Man, when I don't know, man. When he dropped it on I, that piff? Oh, go ahead. I don't know what it on that piff. I don't remember where he dropped the shit. It was his online. I was on the blogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Dom Kennedy music, it does age well. This is seven years mm-hmm. later, it, and it still sounds very relevant. Um. It, it aged very, very well. And I give him his props. And even playing his catalog, most of his catalog does age very well. You can still play it kind of what you sound. There's going to be some feel-good music that we're going to get older, we're going to play and bump. Um, and I feel like he carved his own lane in the West, man. And I feel like he doesn't get some of that respect on his name because he took some breaks and he did some other stuff outside of music and make money. But I feel like he gets a little bit more respect on his name, bro. That's, that's how I feel about my man, Dom. And, and uh, I think it's a great album. I think this was the album. It's, it's a shame that the next album came out two years later and it didn't do as well, like, on a grand stage. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I thought it was a great album. Yeah. And I like the fact that he's still um, he's still active. I remember last week we talked about him doing music with uh, Hit Boy. Um and yeah, like now that I was able to take some time to go back and listen to Dom, I wanted to see how he grew up and what he's become. And I actually might do that shit after we finish, man. I'm about to play Fallout for a couple of hours, see, you know, throw that in, see how how he's grown up. Because I already know going back to the music of the past, I already know that shit going to be yammers. I still play Gold Alpinas to this day. To this day! What? <laughs> what? <laughs> to this what? day. Bro. That, what? Yeah, yeah. Bro, in oh, the club. Bro, I remember it it was 2017. I'm in the middle of DJing these like these weed parties. I was DJing these little weed parties called What is a oh. weed party? All right, so or cannabis events. So in DC what? They, like Oh yeah. <laughs> They originally like decriminalized like the uh like cannabis in DC. So like what people started doing, and I'm not going to say who, but uh, there's, there's <laughs> different events that were created to kind of like, you know, you know, show you a couple of new flowers, you know, and if you buy a painting, you know, slide over a little something, but um, I was, I remember DJing that, and there was one time I threw in, um, threw in gold out penis, and it caught the attention of everybody in that bitch, like Soon as they heard Erica Badu, and it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. everybody turned around like, what the fuck? And then that 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 first just doom, drop into doom, the beat. That shit rock, Woo! man. Listen, Dom Kennedy had an amazing ear for sounds. And I I, I would have, you know, he did um 
he he's he like produced co-produced whatever the word is games album born to rap and it was actually it sounded really good game gets on my fucking nerves but it was actually a really good album <laughs> and, and uh, he got it dom was on a couple of features on there um born to rap came out last year dom was that dom was definitely involved on there and it sounded really good i think he would make a really good music exec because he has a great ear for music and a great ear for sounds. I don't know if he can make a hit record, but he knows how to sequence albums. He knows how to like put certain people with certain beats together. Like his features was always good. Mm. We ball with Kendrick, hanging with Freddie, uh, 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 the joint with Nips. He always knows how to put the right features on without overdoing it. Yeah. He also knows the business side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like the fact of what you said about, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So I definitely heard it. So I definitely heard a Hit Boy and Dom Kennedy song, and I didn't even fucking know it. So like a song that I DJed off of this mix called Off the Dribble, because you, you know that mix I sent you off the dribble, right? Yeah. So like that the last song is 100 rounds, because like I was like, Dom Kennedy? And that is literally half a mil. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. To this day, not even knowing that this nigga dropped that shit and he actually did that shit, man. Man. It's wild, man. He's a G, man. He's definitely a G. He should be... He should have, like, a music... Like, a role in music business. Um, I think, like, what he did and what Nipsey did is, is something that happens very rarely. And the way that the, the fact that they did it around the same time as each other was, it was just beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, this, I this mean, was a gem for sure. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, Dom's one of the best ever. But, you know, in full transparency, my favorite rapper of all time is Currency because he, he makes lifestyle raps. I can relate to him. Very motivational. He's gotten better over time. Yeah. He's introduced new concepts. He figured out his sound. And then I just look up to somebody who, I enjoy rappers who are able to own that shit and like motivate you throughout that way. And they're not tough guys and they're not rapping about shooting everybody they know, but they have, there's a street element to it. There's a realness to it. And they're like, they're honest because everybody ain't out shooting people, but they're sh- like, you know, I'm, I know shoot niggas. I'm with shoot niggas. They're my homies. Da da da. I'm cool with them, but I ain't going to chase you down, but still don't fuck with me. So there's a level of, I can relate to that. Uh, I can relate to them wanting to own something, do something, be positive, and have a good time. So that's just my personal favorite type of rap. I like Dom. I do wish that he tried to get a little bit more creative with his storytelling. And maybe his like his lyrics a little bit more consistently. Like I was pointing out, like the first story, the first part was about the hook, and the first verse made so much sense on After School. But in the second part, I didn't think it related. Then you brought a really good point to maybe talking about updated version. So that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think though, one of the things about Dom, his sound has a, his his sound has gotten better, which is like is his infusion of live instrumentation. I do feel like he did he had reached like a plateau at a certain point, and then I think it's one of the reasons why he stopped making music. I'm, I'm not sure because the second album, the other albums after this weren't as didn't sound as good. Yeah. I think sometimes the lyrics, I mean, I think they age well. If you're a Dom Kennedy fan, it's going to hit. I think if you're not a Dom Kennedy fan, it's not going to make you a Dom Kennedy fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know? here's the thing, though. I think, like, around that time, 
somebody I know, somebody I was trying to get on the show, and I hope we do sooner or later. Um, Jordan, oh my god, I forgot the last name. I forgot the last name. This sucks now. But um, uh, it's like uh, I know her the first name is Jordan, but um, yeah, like she was she she really liked Dom Kennedy for a certain period, and then like she she was on IG talking about how she ain't like it because like the offbeat rapping just didn't work. So like you, it was the first time I saw somebody who really liked Dom kind of be turned away from his later stuff, but that might've changed in the future. Like that's, it's just, I don't know. Like even when I, around that time he was performing at uh Electro and I was covering Cho Electro at the time. And I was like, yo, like this ain't the same Dom Kennedy that I saw like three years ago. Like something's different, you know what I'm saying? And who knows? It might it might have just been like a like a um like a type some type of rut that he was going through, but like I do give him the respect for what he's did in the blog era. And like I said, I don't think he's like one of the best ever, but I do think, like you said, we need to give him much more flowers than you know what we, what what we what we've been giving him now. Because it's like what he did was monumental at that time. And um, even though the album might have not been as good as Yellow Album, it was still something that was special in both music in general as well as the blog scene. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, I, I agree with all of that. My, my thing with Dom is that he never, I mean, I don't know if he's not, maybe he's not trying to do it, he doesn't really care. But I think, I think about, um, Wiz with Taylor Alderdice, right? Mm. And how Taylor Alderdice was, it wasn't too far-fetched from Cushion OJ. Yeah. It, it brought back fans who were original fans who he lost on Roland Papers, but also introduced them to new fans who were like, oh shit, I like this. I like this kind of Wiz. And I'm thinking about like Spitter and his the first Covert Coup and people who were not Spitter fans who like mm. Alchemist or like people Alchemist work with heard that and was like, damn, I know he could rap like this. It's people who did, who were Freddie Gibbs fans who weren't Spitter fans who would listen yep. to uh, Covert Coop and was like, shit. Shit, he, yeah. I thought he was just a weed rapper. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I think Dom has never done was step out of his comfort zone a little bit, but, but still stay in his pocket to open himself up to show fans that he's be, to be able to be creative in his way. Like, he makes lifestyle raps. He's telling you about his day-to-day stuff. He's telling you about growing up, things that he see. That's fine. But at some point, there has to be a level of pushing and sound to try it out. If that's what he wants. He might not want that. He might want to stay in his pocket. If that's what he wants to stay in his pocket, he's really good at it. I respect it. But eventually, you get to that point where it has to go to another level. Like Even with people often compare him to Rick Ross, because Rick Ross tried to sign him. Rick Ross' sound has elevated tremendously. Yeah. It, it sounds like he's rapping over orchestra sometimes. Yeah. The sounds that he's delving in. Like he's rapping with a composer. Yeah. And, it, and the, the way his, the sound has changed, it brings... When when he rapped over um, The Devil in a New... Was The Devil in a New Dress with Kanye? Yes. Yeah. He, like that brought a, a a level of fandom to Rick Ross from people who was like, yo, I did not know that he can rap like this. And I feel like but see, I think, Dom doesn't have that. Go ahead, go ahead. 
I think he was doing that. Like, I think Rick, I think Rick Ross was doing that before. I do believe that like Dom would have Dom would have been elevated if he was to go that route, that same route. I won't. I'm not gonna say it'd be difficult to say whether he should sign to Rick Ross or not because you got to deal with both the good and the, the the positives and the negatives that come with that. Of course, like. You're, you're now signed under a label that can fund you the money you need to actually make your dreams come true and be able to produce the type of um, performances that you want to be able to produce. But then you might have to tone some of the things that you you do back in order for you to reach a broader audience because now you're working with a label. So it's kind of difficult to say whether he should have did that because in some ways that, that, that orchestral sound would have helped Dom out and... I've seen it happen like up close when he had that band with him and he was performing. And if he would have had that element in his later years and kind of just pushed more of that while also trying to tell more stories of LA, I think he would have been able to shine a little bit more. Um, I did listen to the 2015 project and I was like, eh, I don't know. Something ain't right about this. And, um, but I, just because he, you know, had that right at the time, that doesn't take it, you know, that doesn't take away the fact that he's made previous, you know, beautiful projects. And like we said before, his, like that music is timeless. Um, yeah, I want to be able to go, you know, go back more to that time where the blog scene was big because there were a lot of like underrated gems that came out. And due yeah. to the fact that there weren't streaming services that were popular at the time outside of Apple Music, it would be good to kind of, come across some of those old gems because there were really good mixtapes that came out 2010, 2011, 2012, just on that path alone. That don't even include like places that had like their own little interface. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should have a little series run where we try to find stuff that's not on streaming services. Yeah. And when it was like really big for us, uh, really big on the blog era, um, like, I mean, like Yellow Owl, like the average nigga don't know about Yellow Owl unless he was a Dom fan yeah. or if he was active in the blog scene. Yellow Owl was big, bro. Big. Big, big. man. That was, that, that was really put Dom out. on, yo. Yeah, man. I fucking, like, what? Yeah, Kendrick on there, Ross on there. Like, Ready I really, on I, there? Well, yeah, hanging, mobbing. Yeah, yeah. two show on there, too. I, uh, I, I think I think we should do that. Yo. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other mix. Of Macadelic is on uh, on uh, streaming services now. Faces yeah. now. I love Faces. Faces is really good with Mac. Um, what's some other mixtape joints? Um, uh, well, I'm oh Kendrick okay. Kendrick Lamar EP not on there. Not on streaming Ooh. services. Ooh. That was a big one. Ooh, that's that was a big one. Dude. That was a big one. Do we consider Section 80 a, a mixtape or an album? I consider it an album. That shit was cover an album it, to me. When we cover it, we can talk about it. But I think okay. it's also an album. I want to, okay. if, we, if we know somebody who thinks it's not an album, let's bring them niggas on because yeah. that shit sold a half a million records. Somebody That's what I'm saying. Album. The original producer <laughs> song off of it. Like, it was blessed. Yeah, yeah that was definitely an album. Like, TD, but TDE was putting out albums before then. Like, they weren't, they stopped putting out mixtapes. Kendrick Lamar EP was the last mixtape, I think. They said at a certain point, like we're gonna put all our shit out as mixtape, all our shit out as albums on they was like one of the first people to do that. Like all yeah. shit gonna be albums, all shit gonna be on iTunes. Um, and if they want it, they gotta buy it or stream it some type of way. 
Yeah. They, they want niggas to buy that shit early on, and it worked out for them. So, for sure. For sure. Um, let me wrap it up, Bill. Anything else we'll talk about with this Dom Kennedy album? Shit, nah, man. Take it. Let us know what you think about um, uh, Get Home Safely. Get home safely. Let, let us know uh, in the comments uh, on Record Report Pod. Uh, let us know on Twitter, Vance B underscore, you know what I'm saying? Everything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, I just want to say, yo, this shit is so much fun, bro. And I'm so happy we're doing this shit. I look forward to this time every week. Yep. I have so much fun listening to like a whole album and going back and playing other shit and then playing some other shit that came out around that same time to see how the sounds come. Bro, I'm not even going to lie to you. When I listened to this, guess is what I did. I went back and I played every TDE joint. Mm. Bro. I played Follow Me Home. I played mm. uh, Habits and Contradictions. I played Long Term Mentality 2. Um, I didn't mm. play gang- Gangsta and, gangsta and so like the mixtape stuff. I couldn't find all of it. Um, yeah, of the, the joints that I already had, like Kendrick Lamar EP, yeah. played that joint. Overly dedicated. I, played, I made a playlist, everything before Good Kid, Mad City, because that's when they took off. Yeah. So I made like a pre good kid Massey playlist. Well, I might make one on Spotify, put that shit up. I'm trying to put I'm yeah, trying to put more I'm trying to put more playlists up so people can start like, you know, being attracted to the shit that we're doing. I gotta you send me yours, I gotta find out how to I got link it I got up. a couple more I gotta send you. I got a reggae one, I got a trap one, dopeness one. Can they be I saw the ones I got be like twelve hours. Can you make one that's like fifty <laughs> songs? Can you make like a short version and be like record report podcast? Uh, you some reggae shit to place in like fifty your favorite fifty songs. Boom, I'm trying to is keep it, it short. Is there any way that we can like kind of work on a podcast together and that just be the, podcast the playlist? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, the, yeah, the playlist for the podcast. So I made one. I made one, and I put it on as just like the record report playlist, and I update that shit. I don't update the Spotify as much, but I update the, the Apple one all the time. Mm. Like the the new Savage Twenty One Savage on, put that shit on there. Um. All the new shit, I'll put that on there. It's a new Tiller on there. I got updated on Spotify, though. So oh, yeah. a lot of new shit is out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to hear that shit. Yeah, yeah. music. All right, I'm going to send you the link to the, to the joint, but then I'll make you a collaborator so you can add the songs, too. But I'm trying to keep it at, like, 50, so that way it's not too much shit on there. Okay, okay. All right, thanks for listening, y'all. Me and this far, I appreciate it. Go back, listen to Get Home Safely. Listen to all your favorite Dom records. Comment how you felt about this album. Let us know we got all our shit wrong. Let us know we got all our shit right. Do we miss out something? Please let us know. We're looking forward to feedback. Um, stay tuned. Stay locked in. We got some more fun shit popping. And if you got any suggestions on albums, let us know, man. We'd love to have you on. Let's yeah. talk more about it. All right. Peace. Peace. Cut that shit off.